0: Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 16 of Let's Be Real. Today's episode is called What to Expect When You're Expecting, and it has absolutely nothing to do with pregnancy. So listen in. So this week... I was reading in Second Kings, Second Kings 4. I was going through a version devotional on Elisha that a group had put on Facebook like, hey, do this with us. And I said, yes, I will do it with you. And then I never did. And I think it's been long done and over and they've probably already discussed it. But it hit me like, oh, I wanted to read that. So recently I started it all by myself. And there was a passage that they had us read. And they had a devotion. And quite frankly, I don't really remember what the devotion talked about. But the story has kind of stuck with me over the week. So the story it comes out of 2 Kings 5. It is the story of Naaman. He is a commander in the army of the king of Syria at the time. He had great success in battle and in war. And he was highly favored by the king, probably kind of considered more of like the king's right hand man. So Naaman ends up having leprosy. Now, it is described here that leprosy, the word in this passage is used for kind of any skin condition. So we're not exactly sure if it is like the leprosy leprosy that we've seen in other passages of scripture. And I say that because when I read it, I thought it was odd that Naaman still seemed to be in service of the king, even though he had leprosy. So we see Naaman in the service of the king, and he's able to go to the king with kind of this proposal saying, hey, I have heard that there's somebody in Israel that might be able, a prophet in Israel that might be able to help me. But what's interesting is how he heard, and I think maybe this will be a whole separate podcast of itself, but in one of their battles, you know, they would go to war, they would conquer, they would take over Israel. A girl, it says a young girl, maybe a young woman, was carried off after that war. She was carried off and she was now put in the home of Naaman and was the servant to Naaman's wife. So we have a servant girl who's essentially been kidnapped and she is working in the home of Naaman. And she says to Naaman's wife, hey, if only he would go to the prophet in Samaria, this guy that I knew about, like I'm no longer at home. I am kidnapped. I could be angry and bitter and say nothing, but I'm going to speak up for the sake of your husband. If only he could go see this prophet in Samaria he could heal them. And they listen to her and they probably talk about it in Hem and Ha to the point where he goes to the king to say, hey, I've heard from my wife's servant girl that there's a prophet in Samaria. Can you write me a letter for the king? Can I go, essentially, can I go try and get healed of this skin condition, of this leprosy? So the king of Syria writes a letter. He sends them with gifts and with money and stuff like he obviously stands behind this man and he sends him to the king of Israel with the letter. And he goes and he gives the king the letter. And the king is like, why are you asking me to do this? He starts tearing his clothes. He's like, are you asking me? Do you think I have the power over life and death? Like, I can't do this. So he starts tearing his clothes and in an act of mourning. He's probably feeling as though a curse is being called upon him. Like, oh my goodness, what is happening? Is Syria going to come and attack if I can't do this, right? So he's probably a bit concerned to the point where Elisha, the prophet, hears that the king has torn his clothes because it is obviously something significant. And he says, hey, why have you torn your clothes? Sent a messenger. Send the man with leprosy. Send him to me. So Naaman, his chariots, his guys, all the gifts, the animals, start heading to Elisha's house. At some point, they stop near or outside because Elisha doesn't come out. He sends his messengers out to say, hey, we can heal you. Go dip seven times in the Jordan. So Naaman's kind of offended. Like, he doesn't even come out to me. He stays inside. He sends his messengers and really the Jordan, the Jordan's nasty. Like it was more of a mucky, muddy, not really where you go to get clean necessarily. Not if you're Naaman, a well-to-do official with lots of money. He's like, hey, there is this river over here. There's this one over here. Why is he sending me to the Jordan? So his actual response, which I love, it says that Naaman was angry and went away. So this is in... Second Kings 5, verse 11. Behold, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call upon the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over this place and cure the leper. Are not the Abana and the Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not go wash in them and be clean? So he turned around and went in rage. Okay, so this is where I am titling this podcast, What to Expect When You're Expecting. Because he's expecting to be healed. Naaman came with hope, with anticipation, with this expectation that this prophet that he's heard about can heal him. But he also came with what he was expecting. And he kind of shows his hands a little bit. And what he's thinking right there when he's angry that Elisha doesn't come out. He said, I thought he would come out here and wave his hands and like just make it happen that it would be all easy, that it would just be done unto me and be done and I'd be all good and ready to go. And then he was angry, and what did he do? Did he head to the Jordan right away? He didn't. He left. He came all this way with this intention and this hope to be healed. And because it wasn't going to go the way that he expected it to go, in his anger, he began to leave unhealed all because he didn't want to do it the way it was being told and because it wasn't what he expected. This is let's be real. This is about asking ourselves these hard questions like, do I struggle with that? Do I have that problem? Have I been there? Have you prayed and asked God for anything? And as you're waiting for your answered prayers, They might pop up like God might be giving you an answer or telling you to go do something. And you're like, "Mm, that's not what I thought you were going to say. I'm out. Nope. I'm not doing that one. All right, God, you've gone too far. I am not doing that. (laughs) Have you ever been in that season? Have you ever done it? Have you ever thought about it? So this is where you need to ask yourself. "Mm, Have I ever been naming where I had such an expectation of how God was going to answer my prayer? He's going to send somebody out, just wave his hands over the whole thing and be done. Like Naaman's like, hello, it should be a lot easier than this. And he turns around in anger and he gives up. Lucky for Naaman, he had some good friends. That's what we'll call them. They're probably servants, probably friends, a combination of the two. But they came to him and they're like, sir, this is a great word that the prophet has spoken to you. Will you not do it? Did he actually say to you, wash and be clean? Like, they kind of had to stop and be like, wait, 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 wait. Listen, did they, did he tell you that all you have to do is wash and be clean? Like, did he kind of say you would be healed? Are you really not going to do it? This is a good thing. And sometimes we need those people in our lives to kind of help us check our emotions because Naaman was going to walk away in anger and frustration because he wasn't getting what he wanted the way that he wanted. So they needed to be a little bit more of the, wait a second, take a deep breath. Let's back up. What was actually said? You were told you could be healed. Isn't that what you want? Isn't that why we're here? Isn't that what we came for? Isn't that what you're praying about? Aren't you praying for this very thing to happen? But what you're told wasn't exactly what you were expecting. Maybe it wasn't what you were wanting. You might have wanted it to be a little bit easier or a little bit different. You didn't want to go get in the yucky water, he wanted to go to maybe some more pretty rivers. And Naaman changed his mind. He had the right people around him to help him check his emotions and his expectations and go. And he goes and he dips in the Jordan seven times, and he is cleaned. The leprosy is gone. He is able to go on, to go home restored. I would like to say he went home restored because of his great faith and because he obeyed, which he did eventually, but he didn't initially because it wasn't what he was expecting. Expectations as a whole, when you think about them, can be a little dangerous. Have you ever really sat and thought about the expectations that you have, maybe of yourself, maybe of other people, in Naaman's case of being healed and of a prophet? He had an idea and an expectation already set in his mind before even going on his trip or seeing answered prayer or seeing healing He had his own ways and his own thoughts about what this was going to look like and how it was going to go down. And because he was so attached to those things, he was going to miss the working that God had for him. We can get so attached to our own expectations that it can make life a little bit difficult. Because when things don't go our way or how we thought it was going to look, we might be missing out on relationships. We might be missing out on harmony in our marriage, we might be missing out on answered prayer, we might be missing out on obedience that God is calling us to a specific purpose and something to go do, but because it's not exactly how we pictured it or what we thought it would look like, we're kind of like, um, no, not doing that. That was supposed to be easier. It was just supposed to wave your hands over here. (laughs) Just wave your hands and make God, God's just going to do it for me. Rather than me having to, in faith, go get in that muddy water and dip not one time but seven sometimes i think about that okay what was he thinking after the first dip did he like dip and then come up and look at himself and go nope okay number 2 hmm i'm still not healed number 3 okay this is getting ridiculous like is it starting to get a little bit better with every dip is it not getting better at all do they just got wait until number 7 and he's now kind of going oh my goodness i can't believe i'm doing this this is so embarrassing i am an official in my army clothes and I'm in this nasty water. All right, number four, still nothing. Number five, okay, you guys, why do I keep going? And then I picture maybe his friends are like, come on, just two more, we're here, just do it. And begrudgingly, he's like, okay, number six. Number seven, what? Oh my gosh, it worked, are you kidding me? Like, have you ever in the process of maybe one through six or over time, go, what am I doing This isn't working. This isn't feeling like the place I want to be. There's an outcome that I want. There is a prayer that I've asked for. I have some sort of amount of faith. And maybe not even that I have a lot of the faith myself, but that I have people around me encouraging, like, keep going, keep going. Because sometimes the people on the outside, and I'm even going to say a lot of times, your friends, your family, the people on the outside looking in can sometimes see more clearly. Because our emotions, our anticipation, and our expectations can kind of cloud our judgment. They can make our emotions a little bit more powerful than they need to be. They can cause us to miss what's actually going on around us. What do we need to kind of maybe walk away with today and meditate and think about is, one, have I ever been in that season where I am seeking from God answered prayers? I am seeking purpose. I am seeking direction. I am seeking for hope and for his purpose but I do so with a certain expectation of what that might look like. And that's a tough one to go back to sometimes and to see whether or not that was the case. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but for a lot of times I just can't even remember. I really have to ask the Holy Spirit like, okay, so did this ever happen? I think sometimes it's the most easy when you're in the midst of it right now. So in the season that you're in, are you in a place of expectation where you are waiting for the working and the moving of God, where you do need answered prayers, but you think you know what it should look like. Can you let go of that expectation? Can you just wait with your eyes wide open to see what it could possibly be? Might be the th- one of the three rivers that you just weren't expecting or wanting, but it might be that one. And do you have people around you that are willing to speak up and be like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> um, what was actually said? Because I'm hearing it a little differently than you. Are you really sure you're going to give up and walk away and not try it? We live in a culture where it can be pretty difficult to confront or question even our friends and our family. And that is something we need to practice and that is something we all need to work on. Not only saying and questioning and asking our friends and family and challenging them a little bit, but we also need to practice listening to that challenge it is not always received very well. You definitely have to be in the right state of mind and it definitely needs to be said well. But if we could all get a little bit better at humbling ourselves enough to say, you know what, maybe you're right, maybe I'll listen. Humble ourselves enough to kind of listen to questions and critique without being defensive and hurt right away and ask ourselves, okay, is this of God or is it not? What are they saying? You know, what they're saying is true. I might just need to calm down a little bit and maybe walk into this situation a little bit differently. And that can be true for any of us at any time. Sometimes we're the one in a season of expectations and a picture that we've already painted for ourselves. We know exactly how it's going to look, and this is what we want to happen. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. Sometimes we're the friend. Sometimes we're the person nearby saying, wait, wait, are you really not going to do it? Just because this or just because that this is actually what you're looking for. This is what you're wanting. This is part of the process to get you to where you want to be. Are you really going to walk away because you're upset? Because it's not what you thought it was going to look like. I think that's a very fair question. I think it's one that we probably need to ask ourselves far more often than we do because it probably happens a lot more than we think that it does. Is that we have an expectation of what we think is going to happen or the things that we want to happen or the way that God is going to move, probably pretty frequently. And we might just be dismissing them and going, ah, uh, no, not doing that. Or this is not going how I thought it was going to go. Can't help but think of the disciples when Jesus came, and all of the Jewish people when Jesus is on the scene, and he's performing miracles, and they thought that he was going to come and he was going to be a big, mighty military power and he was going to get an army and they were going to rise up against the Romans. Their savior was coming and it did not end up looking the way they thought it was going to look. Their expectations of their salvation was one of power and of might to end their struggles, to end their oppression, to put them back into a place of power, to give them back their land, to get the Romans out of there. Like they had so many different kinds of expectations. And Jesus comes on the scene and he turns them on their head, like he does every time. He came in a place of servitude, of peace, and of sacrifice. It was not what anybody pictured. It may not have even been what they or wanting and hoping for it. Because when it happened, when Jesus was crucified, they were broken. They were distraught. They were afraid. Because what they thought was going to happen didn't. It only took a couple more days for them to figure out what God actually had in store for them. So hang in there. Hang on to our expectations so very loosely of what things may or may not look like. And keep asking ourselves... What do I expect while I'm expecting?